Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Busy, busy return show on Monday coming from the NHL draft. And then we get a surprise guest right out of the gate. The great one, Wayne Gretzky, here on Oilers Now. Brendan uh, did about 35 minutes worth of work, grabbing me about 20 different clips. And uh, he'll work them into the second hour of the show when he uh, takes over. Uh, we will have Al May, a one-on-one with uh, Evan Bouchard. Serge Lajoie, named head coach of the Kamloops Blazers, officially today. Uh, that rumor had been out there for a while. Uh believe uh, Swift Current, uh, maybe a couple other WHL franchises were uh, uh, pursuing La Joie as well. So uh, Serge will be in conversation with Brendan Ulrich. I'll have a uh, talk with Al May, of course, the Washington Capitals analyst who spent a lot of time down in Texas over the years. Evan Bouchard, as we mentioned, and uh, in one moment, we'll head off to John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Some guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder that every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. And next year, when John Shannon uh, comes to town, we're going to make sure we hook him up. Uh, John joins us right now here in Orders Now. John, how are you? It's the least I could do. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's a good point, Bob. Uh, yes, you're 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 helping out the Stoffer family on the road. That's all I can tell you. So, no, I'm actually looking after the Stoffer family, and uh, maybe there's a divine intervention. Is that what's well? You you are one of my wife's favorites. I will tell you that, John. And uh, there you go. Yes, uh, she her favorite hockey player was also Pat Hughes. Well, how could he blame him? Well, Pat Hughes was one of the great Oilers. Scored was part of the. Uh, Biggest goal in order franchise, I think. Yeah, uh, you're referring to the one nothing goal from Kevin McClellan in Game One of the 1984 Stanley Cup Final. Absolutely, yeah. they won. They they could convince themselves they could win on the island. Uh, they certainly, uh, and then they won game three, four, or five in Edmonton and blew them out. Uh, hey, John, um, we just had Wayne on the show, and uh, as you know, Wayne has immense contacts in the OHL, uh, yep. vir- virtually every ownership group in that league. Um, is there any way that you can perhaps, because you've certainly got people that you talk to in the owners organization, to reinforce uh, almost the giddiness that the Oilers had when Evan Bouchard ended up available in that number 10 spot for the Oilers? Well, as soon as those two centers went, you knew that somebody was going to drop to to 10 that was going to be quality. Uh, and, And in the end, the biggest choice, and the biggest choice might be for years to come, is did they take the right one of the defensemen was Bouchard over Dobson. And, and I think at that point, they were in a win-win situation. Uh, you were in Buffalo. Uh, you saw them both play uh, over the uh, over yep. the winter. Um, it, I mean, to me, beyond Dolan and Feshnikov, the biggest, the biggest challenge was is how high could these guys go because they just showed so much maturity. Uh, and, and, you know, Everything that every team dreams of, if you're not a centerman, is exactly what Dobson and Bouchard are. And, you know, 
coming coming and playing from London, Bouchard plays, uh, I joke about this, plays for the best team in Canada without a, uh, the most profitable team in Canada without a salary cap. Right. Um, in the London Knights. He's, uh, Dale Hunter has prepared him for the National Hockey League. Uh, he will be very good for the Oilers for a long, long time. Well, I mean, when we talk about, you know, professional organizations in the NFL, like you, you go and play at Alabama uh, with college, uh, referring to college programs, right? And yep. uh, you play yep. at Alabama for Nick Saban on defense, as a rule of thumb, you turn out to be a pretty good pro. And yeah. um, you come out of London, and we've seen a lot of guys come out of London and be able, I mean, did anybody think Bo Horvat was going to be as good as he was? Well, he's a pretty good player for ninth overall pick. And, uh, I mean, obviously, Kane, that's a whole other story because they they stepped up to bring him in. But uh, there's, a, been a, there's been a lot of excellent London Knights over the oh, years, right? Like it's- Absolutely. Yeah, we, we are talking, and your, and your comparison to Alabama is a good one. The, you know, the pedigree that is a London Knight is second to none. And yeah. uh, the environment that you're in, the people you're around, uh, how you're handled uh, on and off the ice, uh, and, and I, I was I was amazed at his maturity in talking to him in, in Buffalo at the combine, and so to see him as an Edmonton Oiler, I think every Oiler fan should be thrilled. I, I got to tell you, uh, John, from my perspective, like you know, I, obviously we have some access to the decision makers in regards to uh, the draft uh, throughout the course of the year, and. If, and in February, I, I think the thought was, well, you know, because the Oilers basically finished 22nd in the league, but I think in February there was a sense that, well, you know, we might end up drafting, you know, fifth or sixth here, and, and, and Bouchard could be our guy. And yeah. they ended up drafting 10th, and Bouchard ended up being their guy. I mean, that, that, that's my point. I mean, I, I, I joked about blocking slap shots in the nude, to get that opportunity to take that kid, he, I mean, could you imagine if you were you were there the day before when Peter was talking about uh, you know potentially trade that number ten pick? Could you imagine? I, I, and I threw a hypothetical out today: if the Oilers had traded the number ten pick for Tyson Berry, just just as a hypothetical, and uh, and then Evan Bouchard dropped to number ten. And instead, now the orders oh. the order the orders now have a piece of Bouchard, and he might make the team, but he's going to be here by 2019-20 for sure because he's already played three years of junior. He might make the team yeah. this year, but he's 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 going to be on the team for the next decade now, John. That that would have been comparable to discussions uh, in Boston or <laughs> Boston or in Edmonton about Matthew Barcel. Right. You know, you know really. Except, except, yeah, except you're talking about a, a right shot power play quarterback. Right? Oh yeah, I don't know. No, no I, I, I'm, I'm just saying that uh, you know it's uh, it would be buyers or it would be sellers' remorse all the way around. And by the way, I mean I think that I think that the move up to get the goaltender out of uh, out of the Quebec League, Olivier Rodrigue, was a brilliant move. Yeah. Uh, I also, I also, uh, I, I have a bias. I, I go to. Uh, uh, Steelhawk game, Steelhead games, and I see Ryan McLeod. I think he's a very good player, and I think he's got a good future. So I, I, those first three picks for the B, the Oilers were, they were uh, on, a, on a bit of a streak. 
on Friday and Saturday in Dallas. Well, sometimes less is more, right? Like uh, Wayne talked about the fact that there's different perspectives. Some organizations will trade down and accumulate more picks to get more swings at it, and others will say, yep. no, let's trade up and get the better player. Which, And you can make an argument either way, can't you? Sure you can. And what, and what to me, the trade up to, uh, to me is, is, a, uh, is a belief in your scouting staff. Uh, to me, a trade-up is to say, "Hey, listen, this guy's so far, so high on our our reports that w- if we have a chance to get him, we should do it." And that, to me, was a sign of Peter Shirelli having confidence uh, in in what the scouts had told them over the last two or three months. Well, Keith Gretzky has a reputation for grinding. Do you think there's a? I mean, one of the first things Peter did, and I, full disclosure, I played for Stu McGregor. You know, 30-plus years ago, uh, 35 years ago now, but one of the first things he did is he sw- he made some changes to the scouting staff, which, hey, when a new GM comes in, he can do that. Do you think there's a different confidence level with that combination of Keith, given the fact that he brought him in from Boston uh, in concert with Bob and that some of the other, I mean, they've got they've added a couple new scouts. One of them's Mike Shirelli, who used to work for Peter. Obviously, that's his brother. The other is Andrew Shaw, who uh, worked in the Columbus organization for a number of years. I mean, he's he's got a very different looking uh, scouting staff now than he had four years ago when he came in or yeah, three years ago. I, I certainly think it helps. I, thir- I certainly think when when you know. And it goes both ways because you know what the scouts and how they think and how they operate, and at the same time, the scouts also understand what Peter's looking for without you know going to a wish list. And there's no second guessing, and there's a lot more confidence between the two sides. So that that's something that comes with time uh, when contracts expire, uh, when scouting contracts expire, and and you can go and, and bring your own people in, and we see that. We do see that all the time in the NHL, Bob. John, we're going to put you on hold here for 10 seconds so you can hear Jerry Johansson from Friday's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, John Shannon joining us right now uh, from NHL Hockey and Rogers. We had Jerry on the show. I asked Jerry uh, whether or not at any stage uh, he had gone to Oilers general manager Peter Shirelli uh, to request a trade on behalf of Milan Lucic. Well, I have not had that conversation with Peter, and I can tell you this. It's funny because I, I do hear this a lot when a player has a, a tough year, which Milan did, and when teams have a tough year, which obviously Edmonton did, you know, there, you hear all sorts of crazy stuff that goes on. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of frustration uh, on everybody's part because there should be. You know, everybody expects more, and uh, as does Milan and as should the Oilers. But uh, Milan 100% is ready to come back and play, and he's going to be back with the Oilers. He's always been an Oilers the day he signed so you know i've been sort of hearing these things i try not to engage too much in in what you hear but you know i'm glad you had me on because you know it's just uh it's just it's it's, it's the energy that the oilers bring and uh i you know with milan obviously he's a little bit of a focal point but i can promise you he's going to be back and ready to roll all right john that is uh jerry johansson who doesn't always return calls, but was kind enough to join us. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of clients, as you know, and he's got some high-profile guys, including a couple other guys like Milan that had difficult seasons. He's got Carey Price. He had a tough year in Montreal. Brent Seabrook had a tough second half with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, you know, he's got Ryan Getzlaff. He's got Colton Pareko. He's got Brendan Gallagher. And... Uh, 
pretty interesting uh, comments there, which is not to say, I mean, anybody, we, we, we opened with Wayne Gretzky today. Anybody can be traded in the NHL, but, but the, or sold in Wayne's case. But you know what I'm saying here. Like, like trades do happen, but the fact is the agent could have just outright said, I'm not going to answer. And instead, he gave us a different answer, and an answer that certainly states directly that he has not point-blank requested a trade. Well, I mean, and good for Jerry to step up. I mean, I think that those are words, I think, that every Oiler fan and what he said and how he admitted the issue, uh, I think every Oiler fan should be thrilled to have heard it, uh, simply because it's what a lot of people have thought but it also has dispelled a lot of the other rumors and stories about where and what is right or wrong with, with Milan. Um, I mean, listen, the Oilers made a long-term commitment to a guy that was supposed to play a certain style of hockey, and that style of hockey has changed a little bit in the NHL, and now the challenge for Lucic and Bob, I feel we talk about this every week, right? is that Milan Lucic has to change a little bit. And, uh, and, he, and hopefully he learned a very hard lesson of, of what and how that change will occur all last season. Now, uh, you know, with Trent Yanni there, I would expect, uh, and with Glenn Gulletson there, I would expect the power play to be different and be better and better utilize Lucic. And uh, it, we always lamented the power play being bad the second half of the season. It seemed to coincide with the fact that Milan Lucic was in a drought. So, you know, we, we, you know it's funny, in Washington, everybody... Uh, in the last day since Carlson re-signed, they said, oh, yeah, but he's on the power play with Ovechkin. Yeah, but you still have to score goals and you still have to put points up. Well, that's what Milan has to do, particularly in the power play, I think, because that's where he's going to have to re-cut his teeth. Well, it's on special teams on the power play. Yeah, and Manny Viveros brought in out of swift current power play, sure. 32%. Uh, Yanni obviously will be, uh, you know, five of the last six years had one of the top five penalty kills in the NHL. Gullitson as well. Uh, just, a, just a quick, uh, you know, Milan's first year in Edmonton, he was really good on the power play. The Oilers' power play finished fifth. Last season, the Oilers' power play was 12th in the middle of November and ended up 31st, which tells you sure. how much it struggled. So it wasn't just Milan, but he certainly played a part in it. Very quickly, let's go to a couple of trades that did happen. Give me your take on the Calgary Flames trading the talented Dougie Hamilton, who led the NHL defenseman in goals last year, 17, as well as the hard-nosed Michael Furland to the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, for Hannafin, who I, I, I'm not sure on the processor, John, between you and me, uh, as well as Elias Lindholm. Ryan Fox, a prospect as well. Uh, is it Ryan Fox? Jeez, now I'm thinking he might have, that might have been the Fox that played at the UFC. Go, which which Fox is it? Adam Fox, thank you. Adam Fox. Adam yeah, Fox. Adam. Ryan Fox was a uh, Ryan Fox played for Willie Desjardins at the University of Calgary in the late 1980s. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, all right, but anyhow, give me your thought on that Calgary trade. Adam Fox was never going to sign in Calgary, so they was he, he was going to be used as trade bait at some point. Okay. So that that's the one side. Michael Furland, who's been in a, into a contract year, uh, I think had probably overachieved in so many ways playing with Monaghan and Goudreau. Uh, and in order to try to improve the team uh, on the offensive side, they had to give something up. Carolina wanted to get a little tougher. Furland fits that. The key thing for me is that Dougie Hamilton, they had grown dissatisfied with Dougie Hamilton's attitude on and off the ice. Uh, they, 
they were very, very quiet about it most of the season. There was never any uh, public outcries or even private out- outcries about Dougie Hamilton. Um, not his work ethic, but his attitude. Okay. Uh, and Noah Hannafin, you know, a couple of times last year, the the uh, the previous regime in Carolina had looked to move Hannafin based on his unbelievable physical skills. But they were un- unclear of his hockey sense. Bill Peters thinks he can put him in the right place, in the right spot with Travis Hamannick on the other side and get him to improve his hockey talent, his hockey IQ. So that part. As far as Lindholm, they were not going to be able to re-sign Lindholm because they were prepared to budge off a deal that was 700000 apart from what Lindholm wanted. So it's a- And Lindholm, we now know, is going to play with Monaghan. And with, uh, and with Goudreau. What I can tell you, the guy who's the biggest winner out of all this in Calgary is TJ Brody. They're going to move Brody back with, with Giordano and Brody had his best years playing alongside on the other side as opposed to where he was with Hamilton. He's going to play with Giordano and they're going to put Hannafin with Hamannick. And I think that the, the Flames are relieved to get rid of a little bit of a headache and they're thrilled to get younger. And we're going to hear about their contract signings and extensions of the two RFAs, Hannafin and Lundholm, pretty very quickly. All right. Uh, a quick thought on John Tavares. What's going to happen there? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I assume the offices at CAA have nice uh, finger sandwiches and drinks for everybody as they come into the offices in L.A. to, to talk. Uh, the, you know, the six teams, the Islanders, the Maple Leafs, Dallas, San Jose, Boston, Tampa uh, are all going to kick tires over the next three days. What we're also hearing now is that there's a chance that they will extend an invitation via phone to to up to three more teams uh, to discuss the potential of uh, of talking to Tavares. So really, in the essence, there's nine teams still in the mix at this point. The last three we're still not sure of. But you know what? Bob, I think that he's kicking tires and doing this because he has a right to do it. And before July 1st, we're going to hear he's signed with the New York Islanders again. Where's James Van Rienzyk going to end up? Hey, good question. Um, you know, and, and it's been very quiet with, with, with the fact that he's an unrestricted free agent come July 1st. Uh, but, you know, you have to put him in a spot where he can score goals and not worry about the back check. So... I'm really not quite sure where he's going to end up at this point and how many people are concerned about his 200-foot game. And Slava Voyanov, last three seasons over in Russia, obviously uh, would need to be suspended uh, and uh, would need to be reinstated by the National Hockey League, uh, not to yep. mention he's got a court date in July in California. What can you tell us on that front? Well, if he does come back to the night, uh, to uh, North America and play, he's going to be an L.A. King. The Kings retain his right through all of this. Uh, the league has confirmed that, so he's not going to be an unrestricted free agent. The Kings retain his rights, and so that he either becomes a better defenseman for them than what they have, or an asset to trade. Okay. John, as always, we appreciate your time. It was great seeing you down in Dallas. Stay out of the hot, okay? Stay out of the hot weather now, Bob, okay? Man, it was uh, sweltering there, eh? I've never had. I have never felt heat like that in my life. Oh yeah, it was it was a brutal three day stretch there. Thanks, John.
All right, Bob. Talk to you soon. You bet. It is 12.53 in Edmonton. When we come back, uh, we will get to NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30 Shed. It's 12:55 in Edmonton. Reminder again: Stoffer Inspector tomorrow in tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Brought to you by our friends at Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing Saturdays at Northlands Park. If you're looking for a fun destination this year, take the kids to Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. Fabulous fun, great food, warm weather. Book now with New West Travel. Your Disneyland California package includes nonstop airfare, four-star hotel for seven nights, five-day attractions pass. For reservations to Disneyland, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or book online at newwesttravel.com. Let's get to it. It is NHL Today, brought to you by our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. Over the weekend, the LA Kings signed Ilya Kovalchuk to a three-year contract, $6.25 million. He's talented. Didn't look super explosive at the Olympics. Washington Capitals re-signed defenseman John Carlson. Eight-year contract, $8 million. Calgary Flames traded Dougie Hamilton, Michael Furland. And Adam Fox to California uh, to Carolina for uh, Hannafin and Lindholm. John Tavares set to meet with San Jose, Toronto, Dallas, Boston, and Tampa Bay this week, according to Elliot Friedman. The Islanders are still in the mix, and they'll likely speak to two or three other teams via the phone. Coyotes have signed defenseman Nicholas Sharmelson to a two-year contract extension that would get announced July 1st. Colorado Avalanche made that deal. Got Grubauer and Orpik for a second rounder. Bought out the final year of Brooks' Orpik contract. Do not be surprised if he resurfaces with the Washington Capitals. El May will have more on that coming up after a 105 update. Anaheim Ducks place Corbinian Holzer on waivers. He's got one more year left on his deal, 900K. Pretty good number seven defenseman, I think. LA Kings will not be qualifying 25-year-old forward Tobias Reeder making him a UFA on July 1st. You know what? He is exactly the type of guy Edmonton needs on the wing. He can fly, and he can kill penalties, and he can give you 15 goals or so. The problem is the Oilers have had this guy before, and he didn't want to sign here before. So maybe he's got a different... He is German, though. Maybe he wants to play with dry settle. Well, I'm telling you, he can play top nine for sure. He's top nine. I know he's a little quiet in the playoffs, but he's a good player. The best pizza in the uh, city still making it rate, great. Let's try that again. The best pizza in the city still making it great. Royal Pizza, multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. 48 years, Edmonton owned and operated. Staff recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Royal Pizza, pizza pasta, and so much more. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca. 
We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Brendan Ulrich will guide you through the second hour of the show. You'll have Al May from NBC Sports Washington, as well as Evan Bouchard, a one-on-one conversation I had with him uh, from Dallas, and the new head coach of the Kamloops Blazers, Serge Lejoie.